Hey, this is Dave King from Brightside and the Solar Panel. I want to give a special shout out to your Aussie Facebook group for Suns fans. <laughs> Welcome everybody to season two, episode three of the Aussie Suns fans podcast. Uh, we are here again, of course, with our favourite people. Uh, Hamo, welcome back, mate. How are you doing? Good, guys. How are you doing? Got a, got a little bit of uh, a different camera work going on today. And um, with the orange, yeah, that's, that's a lot of white. I don't know. <laughs> and Nate, of course, our... Uh, our new cable, our new uh, producer and uh, man that does all the actual work, uh, <laughs> which I can then pass off as my own and make myself look good. How are you going, mate? Well, I hope you don't pass too much off as your own. Your camera's shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, kudos to the orange, mate. The, the orange uh, Suns jersey I've got is a Gerald Green one. And if I still fit into it, I would wear it. It's nice. Booker. Nice, especially... Uh, that Gerald, of course, retired this week and joined the uh, coaching staff of the Houston Rockets. Yeah, man. Not surprising because the Houston Rockets are freaking terrible. And uh, really, he's if you want to get a start coaching anywhere, that's probably a good start because they don't obviously don't have many coaches. That's fair call. Yeah. Um, well, that went down like a lead balloon. Now let's move into our... That's what happens when you talk about Houston, brother. <laughs> ever, ever since 1993 to 94. Well, look, at least Houston were good for something. They could, they brought in Hakeem Olajuwon, who became Kevin Johnson's stepladder um, in the greatest dunk of all time. That's big. <laughs> all right, we'll move in. Move in. Weekly wrap. Uh, first segment. Not the greatest first week we've uh, we've seen as Phoenix Suns fans, but let's be honest, it was a tough week um, to start the season. Three games in four days, two of those away from home in a back-to-back. And the positive is that we now have 14, day, 14 days at home, a 14-day stretch at home, where we only play five games, um, which sucks for us because we all want to sit there and watch the Suns. But um, it's good for the guys just to settle in make sure that um, they get back on track. And uh, particularly, as you said last week, mate, with the uh, shortened preseason and the shortened gap between the end of last season, um, I think this little stretch will do them well. What do you reckon? Yep. I mean, I've got uh, a couple of notes down about the, exactly what you just said, you know, the, the, the density of the first week for the Suns versus, you know, the Blazers. I mean, we're going to talk about that game, so... Uh, off, the, I think. I think it. We all, we all optimistically said, "Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna ace them out of the the gates," and we all put our sun's hat on, or as our absent friend Boyd would say, uh, "We put our soul caps on," mm. and uh, we all came up trumps. Speaking <laughs> of sun's hats, I see I've got my uh, original OG Phoenix Suns hat. I've just dug it out of the cupboard. Um, I'm only wearing this because Cable said he'd send me a hat and I still, I'm still waiting for it. So <laughs> I have to wear the 14-year-old Phoenix Suns cap, but that's okay, Cable. We still love it. All it's right, like okay, a YouTube Denver. file on a Thursday, brother. <laughs> Denver, obviously, um, uh, the kickoff to the year, we're all excited. We're, we're ready to roll. Disappointing result at the end of the day. Um, I'll tell you what, uh, before actually drill into the Suns. Uh, Nikola Jokic is absolutely flying in the first week of this season. Um, and he certainly did so against us in round one. Our points leader was Mikhail Bridges with 16. Rebounds was Crowder and uh, JaVal McGee with eight. Assists, CP3 with 10. Steals, CP3 with two. And blocks, we had CP3, Mikhail and JaVal McGee all had one each. Thoughts on the Denver game, Hamo? Um, look, I was pretty excited to see it. Um, didn't obviously go the way that we wanted. Showed a lot of potential. I think our defense was pretty good, even though given the result, I think we've shown a lot better defense against them than what we have in, in quite a while. Um, overall, you know, good, good warm up for us. Booker come out with the, just the stoic beige mumba look on his face. And I thought, Oh no, here we go. But it, didn't happen for us. 
Yeah, pretty disappointing, Nate. What were your thoughts on that uh, opening game, the season opener at home? Mate, if you had asked me the day after the game, probably be completely different to now. Uh, but we've had a week to churn on it. We've had a week to listen to everyone else's podcast about it. We had a week to look at you know, bleacher reports, tweets, and whatever else. So I'm just going to pass it off as first game of the season. Um, if you something that um, was on the solar panel actually, and we're going to keep quoting other pods, and especially Dave King, why not? We know he's a fan of us. Um, he was talking on his, one of his pods about the um, the turnaround moonshot, or whatever they call it, and I, I think to the point. I think, Hamo, you mentioned it before, or even Gab, you're talking about Jokic looking the money. A lot of his shots were the same shot because he knew he couldn't get defended on it. So he kept doing it and he kept going in time after time after time. Not unlike CJ McCullum's shots uh, in the last game, but I'm sure we'll get to that. Yuck. Uh, <laughs> look, I, I, I don't have any opinion on the first game at the end of it. It was the first game of the season. Um, and as the, the first three games went on, my opinion changed and I've got a little rant down here. It's not a 60 second rant. It's a one second, it's one sentence rant, but I'll have it a little bit later. Love it. Um, yeah, look, overall, the Denver game was probably disappointing, but realistically it was the season opener. Um, if we roll back to this time last year, last season, um, I know that we started the season 8-8 eight and, eight, um, and got off to a slow start. And with the short break, I think that was um, always going to be tough, particularly when realistically we played three sides that made the playoffs last year, um, three sides that were certainly going to be outgunned for us. Um, and that started with the Denver game. I, I think we um, it really showed that Denver were just really, really desperate to beat us. So um, who knows? Let's be honest, if we go back to the playoffs last year, maybe if Jamal Murray was playing, it might have been different, um, the result, because apparently they were going to sweep us if Jamal Murray played. Um, but he didn't play this one, so maybe we would have beat them if Jamal Murray played. Uh, game <laughs> I, number I will, two. I do want to jump back in. I forgot to mention something because we, we spoke about it in the first pod. There was two comments. Both you and I had Denver finishing in one and two on the, the West. Yep. Um, I, I think they showed why we made that statement. Yep. I also made the comment, it's going to be interesting to watch uh, DeAndre Ayton play that game, given Michael Porter Jr. is running out there with the max deal. Now, I said it tongue-in-cheek, thinking that Ayton was going to be running out with a max deal as well. So... It was a little bit different, and I don't think old mate showed up, as in our old mate. Yeah, well, uh, the problem with the game, I think, was it, it it followed the same lines as what we saw last year, where Aiton was really, really good in the first quarter. Uh, I mean, exceptional. I, I thought that he was going to tear that game apart. And then after quarter time, we just stopped passing to him. We didn't. We didn't include him offensively at all. And this is part of why I was saying before, I had an opinion on the game that changed the more I listened to other people's pods and more recap of the game. And they they share that sentiment. It was like, okay, yeah. let's get Aiton going. Let's pass to Aiton. Let's pass to Aiton. Let's, let's feel I think I up. made a comment in the chat on the day that it almost looked like in the first quarter that our team was deliberately feeding DeAndre Aiton and giving him as much of the ball as possible to basically, as a big F you to Mr. Sava and um, Mr. Jones, as to why they didn't give him a contract. But after half time, we just stopped. We uh, st- I, I think you need to be careful about giving an F you to James Jones in that sense. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. Game two was against the Lakers. Uh, Chris Paul led our points with 23. DeAndre Ayton had 15 rebounds. Chris Paul had 14 assists. Mikael Bridges had three steals and we had Mikael and DeAndre Ayton with one block each. Thoughts, um, Hamo, on the game? I mean, let's be honest. It was Saturday. A lot of us got on the source. It was bloody fun watching us pummel the Lakers into oblivion in the second and third quarters. It was very good. It was a beautiful day. 
<laughs> it really was. Anytime we beat the Lakers is great, but to do it in LA, you know, first first game of the season against the Lakers, it's a beautiful thing, man. Well, I know the Lakers did win against Memphis um, yesterday. I think they finally won. got one. They finally got one, but prior Memphis, to that, they lost. They'd lost 11 games straight, including the preseason. And we don't want to go too far into the preseason, but 11 games straight, seven of those were to Phoenix. How fantastic is that? Mate, pretty... your thoughts on the game? Um, mate, I, I, I've got to admit, I didn't get to watch the whole game in its entirety. Uh, I watched the first quarter and then we had a Tenerife Festival thing here where they shut down a street of a nearby suburb to me. And, well, there was a lot of wine and bands and stuff. And they you know, so I was doing updates on my phone. I did watch a lot back later and I just couldn't believe the fact that when you turn off for two quarters and then you turn back on, there's been essentially a, a biffo on the bench between the two big men <laughs> of the Lakers. Rondo's pretended to shoot some dickhead in the audience and, and, and Rondo wasn't the one that got in trouble. <laughs> and, 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 they're down by God knows how many. And I'm just thinking, what just happened? <laughs> and then I was reminded in, in the last episode, I, I actually said, I feel like the Lakers are going to get fed humble pie. And tell me if that wasn't humble pie when it's their own team that implodes and delivers it to them. It it's like, let's feed each other. Come on. <laughs> but to be honest, uh, during that patch when Phoenix went on that big run and the fight happened on the bench, I don't think, like, even last year's finals and and potentially starting to think about a title, that was as euphoric as I've ever been. I see myself laughing, pointing at the TV. These idiots are now punching on with each other. It's magnificent. Oh, man. I think it was an eight-user term or might have been Boyd. Um, They're breaking down. And that was, like, our last pot over a week ago. And, man, I tell you. That that's just going to implode. The whole team is just on a one-way course for disaster. I think it's amazing, Hamo, because you know what? It could only happen to the Lakers. Oh, of course, man. You know, it's the showtime pendulum, mate. From one end, it's fantastic. The other end, it just falls apart. That's what you get when you just throw money at a problem. That's it. Now you're quoting me. And you are. And, and when you recruit uh, 17 blokes who are over the age of 40. So, now, the next game we're going to go into is Portland, which was game three of last week. Let's not spend too much time on this. Our highest scorer was book 21. Our highest rebounder was Frank Kaminsky with five. What? Well, uh, let's, let's just, look at when he had them. <laughs> assists CP3 with 11, steals book with two and blocks eight with one. I can't even put multiple people in that. We had one block for the game. It was a shit fest, Hamo. Yeah, um, I'll be quite honest, man. I take myself being a Suns fan pretty seriously and I did not watch the end of the game. I decided to chuck the PlayStation on instead. I can't blame you. If I wasn't, was. if I hadn't made such an effort to get down to a bar that called itself a sports bar, um, I, I would have turned it off too. But yeah, no, it was it was rough, man. It was really rough. Like, you know, I've, the notes that I've got written down here, like it felt like we had a lot of mismatches that Monty just couldn't find the right rotation for as the points were starting to stack up against us, and we just didn't didn't recover from it. I think the hardest part was that they, everything they put up fell. Yes. Just, they, it just, it was so frustrating to watch. Even, even with defenders right in their face, they were just drilling everything. And when you sit there and go, we've lost by 30 to Portland, you'd expect Dane to have had 55 points. Yep. Dane did nothing. CJ. Everybody else, and CJ in particular, they, CJ just could not miss. Mate, the whole time I'm watching that game, when he started chirping off at the camera and pointing at, I'm here, I'm here, all I could see was, I'm now the president of the NBA Players Association, and I'm as much a bitch as Chris Paul, and you're all going to have to deal with me. That's all I could see. Yeah. 
Look, it was a disappointing game, but if we roll back again, last season we made the NBA finals. We lost to Sacramento by bloody 15 or 18 in the first week of last season. Um, it was the... As did our last opponent that beat us. Yeah, it was um, It was the second game of a back-to-back. Um, second game on the road. First week of the year. Um, that's one of those games, and I'm sure Monty was doing it in the change rooms. He would have just gone, you know what, guys? Scrap it. Move on. Forget about it. Let's never talk about that piece of shit again. Yeah, put sticks on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Sticks actually He's been okay. alright, man I'm sorry, yes. the little minutes he's had he Oh, hasn't dude, start him and see what happens Sorry, no yeah, he's no, no You can't start him, man no That's way. the point He came in He came in when we were 30 points down Of course he went alright At that stage, it looked like an under-12s game of basketball That's a big 12-year-old, bro so We're, we're going to move on we're going to move on. We've uh, we wrapped up those games. Well, hang on. Before we move on, I, I'd yeah. like to make a little statement. Go for because, it. Because I, I was looking here and I was writing some notes down about the, the opening week and the, the, the strength of schedule versus the Blazers and then what we did. And you know what? At the, at the end of the, the week, I've just had to and, – and this goes to – so I know you play fantasy uh, as well. I'm in yep. a league, and we put we all put money in, so it, it means something to us. We put a stack yeah, of we, money in. Yeah, I paid. So at the end of it, there's point. like fifteen hundred bucks up for the winner. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a season. It means something. And and I'm just sitting here looking at this first week, and and I do our week goes from because of the day the week finishes in Sunday in America, so it's Monday for us. So yep. it's yep. essentially the Tuesday to Monday league. Yeah. And of that week, I'm just looking at what happened. I'm going, all right, cool. Now, excuses aside, strength of schedule, how many games, back-to-back, <coughs> short turnaround, all that shit that happened between the start of the preseason, end of last season, and now, all right, excuses aside, it's time to pull the fingers out, boys. You know, enough with the Sayo circle, the daisy chains, or whatever the shit you did in the off-season or whatever you want to call it, now it's time for the Ws. And this next week is our strength of schedule. It's the rest period. It's the home games. Yep. And, and now's the time to take Ws. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely spot on. Um, and when you, you talk about fantasy basketball, Jesus Christ, do you know who the number one ranked player in fantasy basketball is right now? Well, is it not Miles Bridges? <laughs> it is Miles Bridges. <laughs> A man that would not have even gone drafted in my I had Miles Bridges last year in my fantasy team with Lamelo Ball. No, every second game he was terrible. Oh. Every other game he was awesome. And this year, Varen apparently has found some consistency. Good on him. Good on him. I like Miles Bridges. I, I think it'll be exciting. But um, all right, we're going to move into the next segment MVP of the week. Um, so how I'm going to do this, guys, is I've picked a couple of players with some solid stat lines from each of the games. Um, and then we will vote. There is three of us here. We will vote on who the MVP is. Mm-hmm. For the, I think this week is... Sounds reasonable. I think this week's pretty easy. It is. Jamarant. I'll see, <laughs> I'll see what the feedback is after we get into it. So versus Denver. We have Mikael Bridges, 16 points, five rebounds, zero assists. Against CP3, 15 points, four rebounds, 10 assists. Um, nobody else had a stat line that was worth including. So really, Denver was uh, between Mikael and CP3. Against the Lakers, CP3 had 23 points, five rebounds, 14 boards, uh, 14 assists, sorry. Book had 22 points, five boards, four assists. And McCall had 21 points, five boards, and three assists. Against Portland, Book had 21 points, four boards, four assists. Bridges had 14 points, two boards, one assist. And Alfred Payton had 14 points, four boards, and six assists. Now, there's only one name that goes through all three of these, but I don't believe personally that he was the MVP of the week. No, Alfred Payton shouldn't be the MVP, no. <laughs> He's only in there once. Um, <laughs> Hamo, basically, the nominations are between CP3, Macau, Cook, and Alfred Payton. Who's your MVP of the week? 
I'm going to have to go Bridges. Fair call. Uh, Nate, who do you think? Definitely John Morant. <laughs> yeah, when, when, when you because you pose this question without any context, right? So and I'm thinking we want to make this interesting for people that aren't just homers. Uh, so I, I looked at what our team did and I looked at what other teams did. I was like, well, fuck our team. <laughs> like, sorry. I think I've got a John Morant jersey. I'll just go. Better. All right. So I'm talking about the Suns MVP for now. And yeah, okay. So I went back and I looked at I don't it. Mind, clear... I don't mind throwing in. I don't mind throwing in who do you think the league MVP is at this point after each week. So we'll do. No, look, there's a, there's a clear Suns. That, that is it. But there's a clear Suns one, obviously. It's it's the assist king and CP3. You know what I mean? agree. I, I did not look at the first game, then the second. I looked at like uh, one, two, three, let's stick it together. What does it look like? And it was 10, 14, and 11 in three consecutive games. To have double-digit assists in consecutive games, for me, that's the only player that stood out in the yeah. opening week. CP3. I agree 100%. CP3 was our best player this week. And I think the outlier was obviously the Portland game. Um, I think he had 11 assists mm-hmm. in the game. Um, yep, he had 11. Yep. But he only took two shots. Now, a guy who just torched the Lakers with some of the greatest shots of all time did not shoot the ball against Portland when we got flogged. But in saying there that... No, let's, let's go back to our first episode of this season when we're doing previews. And we had a bit of a discussion about the transition from last season to this season and the player progressions. And we were talking about more effective shooting percentages. Yep. So the most effective person on the team when it comes to decision-making is CP3. Yeah. He's not taking it if he doesn't think it's going in. So the fact fact that he made less shots, I'm not taking it as a negative. No, no. It's a smart player on the court saying, not the time. I wish he would have taken more shots, though, because we were testing you. Well, maybe about 30 more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I do agree. So with three of us here, CP3 is the MVP of the week. Um, obviously, Nate's uh, league MVP is Jar Morant. What about you then, Hammer? You got someone that you can throw up for us? Oh, no, not at this. Oh, look, I'm loving what Josh Giddy's doing. But um, he's, you keep he's not up. an MVP, dude. No, um, you keep bringing up predictions. I'd like to point out that I had uh, Chicago in the East in my predictions, and so far as far as I'm aware, they're four and zero. First time, yeah, it's, it's, four, nine, it's four games, mate. It's Doesn't four matter. games, and they're playing nobody. I'll take it. Stop the season; it's over. Their season starts tomorrow. If they can win tomorrow, I'll think they've they got tomorrow, man, or the day after. Um. <laughs> Lonzo actually looks like a basketball player at this point, though. Lonzo is looking very, very good at the moment. The sea change, or second sea change, he's finally looking like a basketball player. I think I actually had him for most improved as well. Well, you should bet on that quickly. <laughs> yeah, you should bet on that quickly. Um, my oh, Well, at the moment, I think Jokic is probably the best player in the competition. Um, his first couple of games has been sensational. But anyway, we'll move hey, on. No, don't move on. Okay. Let's compare that to the uh, Giannis. What makes Jokic the best player in the competition? The comment that I referred to that Dave King make was his turnaround moonshot that no one can defend. Mm. What makes Giannis the best player in the competition? The fact he can get to the basket, which no one can conf- defend. Yeah, yeah. So I reckon there's a consistency that that supports your uh, statement there in the MVP race. Yep. So the last MVP to this MVP, and the consistency is they've got something no one can defend. Yep. Yeah, no, good point. Yeah, cool. Uh, okay, Defensive Player of the Week. So we had, uh, well, the Lakers, Portland. Let's be honest, Mikhail Bridges against the Lakers was sensational. CP3 was our best defender against Denver. Um, and Portland, let's just delete because nobody defended anything. Um, I think what sticks get. I think we had two steals from Book and a block from Aiton was about all we had defensively. But um, I'll get into those numbers blocks. Come back sorry. to me. Talk to Hammer. Yeah, come back to me. Um, so, Defensive Player of the Week, 
I had um, CP3 against Denver, McCall against the Lakers, no one against Portland. But I think that he's every well, well Doris in particular kept blowing wind up um, our mate LeBron's ass. McCall Bridges absolutely quelled his influence in that game, um, completely and utterly quelled his influence. He hit four or five threes or something like that. None of them were defended by McCall. They were all on switches. Um, I think he was one from seven in direct opposition with McCall against the Lakers um, and basically had no impact on the game whatsoever. One from seven and two assists in the time he played on McCall Bridges. The, 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 I don't think that there is anybody else on our squad that is even close to Mikhail Bridges for Defensive Player of the Week. I am in total agreement, man. I've got Bridges written down here. I think he was just everywhere. The kid plays with a lot of heart, man. A lot of tenacity. He wants to learn. He wants to grow. He doesn't just go out there. You can tell he's humble, man. He doesn't go out and think like, you know, I'm really good. I'm the best or whatever. He just goes out there and plays his heart out, man. And you can't ask for anything more from a kid like that. Absolutely. Nate? Mate, according to Boyd, I have no soul. Uh, So, you know, (laughs) why would I jump out there and agree with Hamo that Bridges is the defensive player of the week for our team? When clearly I don't feel uh, anybody other than Evan Mobley was the defensive player of the week. <laughs> now I'm going to tie this back. I'm going to make everyone fall off their chairs like you almost just did. Good thing you're outdoors. Uh, look, Evan Mobley might be number three, might not have gone number one, but he also is a centre that landed on a team full of centres. There's like five centres on that team. It certainly is. You might want to do the dash power forward, whatever you want to do, that's fine. But let's let's have a look at blocks just for the week. Let's have a look at our entire team for our first three games. In the first game, there was a total of three blocks. Yep. The second game, there was a total of two blocks. In yep. the last game, there was a total of one block, and I think you attributed that one block to Aiden. Yep. Uh, okay, so now let's have a look at Mobley, he had seven for the same week with the same number of games. He had one against Memphis, two against Charlotte, and four against Atlanta. Now, those ones against Atlanta aren't wasted because he's got John Collins and everybody else in the way. So he's got seven for the week, and we've got six as a total team. Yeah, it's not great. So I refuse to give a Defensive Player of the Week award to anybody on the Suns. Sorry, but no. Um, and, and the fact that we want to compare Aiton to, to Luca, to this, to that, to everything. How about two years later, this kid comes out, gets drafted three, and out-rebounds our entire team in opening week? Yeah. Uh, hard to argue. Not rebounds, sorry, out-blocks. Yeah, out-block. Sorry. Yeah. Um, hard to argue. Very hard to argue. He's been he's been very good, Mobley, and I traded him in freaking um, fantasy basketball. I'm sh- I, I did I, not. I'm pissed. I kept him. <laughs> I traded. Because I, I know the stats. Him. That's why I know the stats. Because I've been I watching. traded. I traded him for Kevin Porter Jr. in Houston. Fuck. Terrible <laughs> move that was. Anyway, um, okay. So, look. I know where your stance is, Nate, but you lose. We still got two votes for McCall. Yeah, cool. No, no, no. Cancel my vote out because I literally am not putting a Suns player forward. No. Yeah, fair not, call. Not for fair defensive call. player of the week. No. Fair call. Fair call. Um, okay. So let's move into the week ahead. We have two games this week, which sucks ass for us that want to sit there and watch the Suns, but it's good for our team. Thursday. Make the schedule. Thursday the 28th, 1 p.m. versus Sacramento. And Sunday the 31st at 1 p.m. versus Cleveland, our time, both of those games, obviously. Um, And neither game is a televised game. So let's go into Sacramento, Hamo. What do you think? Um, Sacramento is going to be interesting. I know they're a bit of an up-and-down team at times. Um, De'Aaron Fox is always going to be an issue. 
extremely talented, very quick. You know, hopefully we can shut him down. Um, the last game that they played, I noted down one of our former players, Rashawn Holmes, 16 points, 11 rebounds on 70% shooting and 100% um, from the free throw line. Yeah, so man's a that's now that being said, that hundred percent was only on two shots. I thought Nate would have pointed that out, but anyway, I'll do it to myself. No, I was um, gonna more point out who came in after him. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I mean like Harrison Barnes is another issue as well, but I'm pretty sure Bridges will be issue. able to that's called Bridges six foot eight. Take him out. Yeah. Bridges Bridges <laughs> will be able to handle him. So I, I think it's gonna be a Bridges, tough game. I don't think Bridges will play on um Harrison Barnes at all. You reckon they'll switch it? No, I think Harrison Barnes will... Uh, I think... Um, Crowder, chicken wing. Put Crowder on it. Yeah, and I think Crowder... Jay will play on Harrison That's Barnes. a fair call too, yeah. yeah. He will bully ball him the... Censored myself out of the stadium. It's going to be a hard hard game. It's going to be a tough game, but it's going to be good basketball to watch, I reckon. Uh, Nate, what's your thoughts? Oh, I kind of disagree, actually. I looked at this game. I looked at the... Sack come out strong. They play one good game, then they fall apart. That the, the well, bag- we don't land on Bagley. That one. Bagley is their prize that hasn't performed, and but they've played him one out of three games. Yeah, they're not playing him. They're he's, not playing he, him. They're, they're he, banking on trading, trading him. He's gone. Yeah, he's so gone. if their their heir apparent to our Aiton isn't performing, we've got a leg up there, and it's a big leg. Um, you look at all the news on Buddy Hill. They're not using Buddy Hill because they want to get, was it Davion Mitchell's getting activated? Yeah. They've still got Tyrese Halliburton. They've got Fox. Everyone's like too busy in the back. You spoke, you spoke about um, Cleveland having 17 um, centers before. Sacramento. They've got 17 guards. 17 guards. Yeah. <laughs> so Buddy Hill's struggling to find minutes. He's he's on the trade block. So him also and Bagley are yeah. on the out. They're going somewhere this season. They're not staying. That's done. Yeah. Um, so I just don't think there's any continuity in that team where they beat us. Now, I'm not going to go glory rose-colored glasses out the, the gates here. I still don't think our rebound is going to be as sharp as we want to see it. I think this is a win, but I think it's one to 10. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I just, I just, Tough I don't guy. want to go whole Homer. I want to look at it and I'm thinking, let's, let's ease into it. And I think, I don't oh, know. I just, I just think it's going to be a one to 10. Yeah. But look, Sacramento is the, Second worst franchise in the NBA. Let Based me... on definition. Go on. They are a fucking dumpster fire. A complete and utter dumpster fire. Luke Walton is a terrible coach. Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley should be playing minutes, but they're not. I feel like that actually might be the Ben Simmons destination. Oh, 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 I know he's an Aussie and all. And, you know, I know Boyd doesn't agree, but, hey, send him to hell. Yeah. (laughs) I think that might be – I think the Buddy Hield and Marvin and some draft picks will end up um, in Philly. Mate, give it it another few weeks. They won't even need draft picks. It'll just be Bagley (laughs) and Hield. Bring it. But outside, outside of Minnesota, this is the biggest dumpster fire of an organization you will ever see in your life. Oh in no, no! I'm going to disagree. Not outside of Minnesota. Have you it's seen the weather that. in Minnesota? Uh, I don't care about the weather. I'm I don't care how good your management is. They're never going to get above the weather. <laughs> Sacramento have no excuse. Vlade Divac. No, yeah. okay, they have so the weather that the capital of California. Just to make Nate happy, Sacramento is the biggest dumpster fire of a fucking <laughs> in the NBA. Um, hey, that's Kevin Johnson's town, man. They are. He might be the mayor, but that doesn't mean they're they fucking don't terrible. DeAndre, uh, De'Aaron De, De Fox is a player. He, yeah, damn straight. And he will. He, I've got him in the fantasy. He's the danger for the Suns if he gets going. I do like Davion Mitchell. I think he's a very, very handy player. 
Um, I think he'll be quite solid for them. Tyrese Halliburton, everyone knows my opinion on him. I think the Suns should have drafted him instead mm. of um, cause sticks is, uh, probably the dumpster fire that belongs in Sacramento. Um, but reality is we win this game. Mm. If this was week one, I'd be less confident. We would probably go in under, underestimate them cruise along like we did last season and get rolled. Um, after two out of three losses, uh, there is no way we lose this game to Sacramento. You should probably reach out to Portland and tell them that. Uh, they, well, look, as much of a dumpster fire as Portland is, they're not Sacramento. No, but they lost to Sacramento <laughs> in their first round. That was my point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But look, Sac will win games. Um, I just can't see them winning this one. Uh, where the Suns' lineup is far too structured to drop this game after losing two of our first three. Good. Um, all right. Uh, then we have. <laughs> We have another dumpster fire against uh, Cleveland on Sunday. Hey, mate, how do you see that one rolling? I'll go last this time. I um have another fella from the fantasy in this one too, who I I really like what they've been doing, man. That's Jared Allen. Um, he's going to be an issue. Um, very good player, plays with a heart that I'd like to see other people play with. Um. We uh, yeah. listen, mate. Stop, stop being so. Uh, how do I say this? Nice. If you've got a fucking hatred with Hamo going here, <laughs> who is the player you want to see with heart? I just like. I just want to see Da push a bit harder. You know what I mean? Like maybe heart's the wrong word, but uh, no, no, you, you could you could have gone uh, with push hard. Hey. <laughs> You could have gone with push hard. Didn't mean harder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I just like I, I love Jared Allen, man. He he just he's he's vicious. You know what I mean? He's he's going to be a real big player in the years to come. But other than him, man, all they really got is Rubio, and I'm pretty sure CP3's got him locked down. So, um, yeah, I don't know about that. They their other two. Oh, guards I mean, are, ooh, I mean, that's an interesting matchup. Though. Their other so two Benjamin, guards are Benjamin. their other two guards are way better than Rubio. Sextown? Yeah. Well, six lands. Sorry, not six towns. He's sextown. a bit bigger than a town. He's a whole land. He's six lands. Sextown and, and Garland <laughs> are way ahead of Rubio. Are they better than CP3, though? Oh, no. CP3 will make... No drama. He'll, uh, he'll make them go back to their mummies to have their nappies changed. But, <laughs> uh, Nate, what are your thoughts on this game? Uh, look, I'm going to go win one to ten again. And the one to ten is more my dissatisfaction with opening week and giving the boys a little bit more time to turn it around because at the end of the day, W is W, right? Cleveland have looked good, and like I said, the only reason I've been good. Oh, look! The only reason I've been watching it is because I I I put uh, Mobley in my uh, my fantasy team, and I wanted to see how Larry Markinen fitted in because I really wanted us to take him. I thought I really, I just really wanted him on our team. Uh, and then I didn't think Kevin Love was going to play and he's playing. So I was like, well, how are they doing this with like four or five centers on power forward? Anyway, it seems to be working. However, um, from the four games this week, what the three before the Suns, which is all off back to back, they're completely ruined. Uh, we've got a complete rest week um, and we've got two games against teams we should beat. So based on the strength of schedule alone, regardless of who it was, I don't care if it was the Nets or the, the Heat or whoever you think is going to win, purely based on that strength of schedule, we should come out on top. And then if you tell me it's Cleveland, I'm like, well, we definitely should come out on top. Aiton's going to need to turn up. And my concern is that our big rotation versus what they can throw at us from not just a center on center, but a two-prong punch. So they've got a center and a power forward that can both attack our big on a two-to-one punch. And I think that is what's going to trim it into a single-digit win. Yeah, fair call. Fair call. Um, we'll win this by 20 plus. No, well, okay, great, great. I'm glad I just wasted. <laughs> we'll win this one by 20 plus. Um, so our floor spacing against their bigs will be too much to match. 
um, in my opinion. I think that I do agree with you that they will certainly try to attack the paint with their big guys. With Jared Allen, Mobley, these guys, they will certainly try to attack the paint. Um, but our floor spacing against this side will be far too much for them to cover. And we'll win this will win game two quite comfortably, is my opinion on that one. So nice. <laughs> well, okay, so let's not jump too far forward, but given that Hamo is in charge of our multi for the week. If we were to say pick a margin bet for the multi, who are you going to go with, me or Gav? I like one to ten. I don't. I don't think you uh, put margin multi. That's, there that's called a raw. That Gav. That's called a raw finger bang. If you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. A, I've copped it. But that's yeah. all right. When we're back on next Monday, because that game is on Sunday. I'll enjoy telling all of you about how we won by 20 plus. And you know what? That's some humble pie I would happily eat. Put a little bit of cookies and cream ice cream on it, a little bit of custard. Maybe you text ammo and go, I should not going to hear about this tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, come up next Monday night, there might be some people going, I'm not getting on the pod. Uh, I'm not, yeah, I'm Boyd. Where, where's Boyd? He might have come back Boyd. either. Jesus Christ. What, what did I say about the Celtics that made him cry at the last of the first pod? I said, oh, I feel like they're going to fall off a cliff. Mate, they haven't won boy. yet. They haven't won yet and he hasn't come back. I'm like, I <laughs> mean, I know he had some shit last night, but I don't know why he's not here tonight. So, I mean, don't worry. gymnastics or something. I don't He'll come back next week and he'll flog me for this, but that's cool. He lives yeah, up in Burbingery or somewhere. He's waiting, he's waiting for the Celtics to go undefeated for the week before he comes back on. Yeah, well, uh, it's going to be a long week. <laughs> All right. Next segment. Let's go. Hamo, you ready? I'm going to do me 60. But then I just want one quick Bring topic it. after that. Okay. Uh, yeah, hold on. That's not part of the rules, mate. You got well, to... it's, it's been a very strange week. We're going to we're going to have plenty of time for you to run into other topics, but you got sixty seconds. All right, be off. Ready, set, go. I am very very happy to have CP3 on our team. It is an absolute blessing to watch the man. One thing that hasn't been mentioned so far in this pod, which I'm very glad it hasn't, is. He became the first player in history this week to have 20,000 points and 10,000 assists. And that is just phenomenal. Um, He is an absolute perfect point god, as we call him. And um, just very happy to have him on our team. Oh, that was a quick rant. You still got 20 seconds. All right. Now. I'm so glad I held the clock up. Now, now we're going up to um, we're going to have to talk about the Robert Sava deal. Oh, yeah, we, we, haven't, we haven't rebutted we your... Will, uh... We will touch on that. It's not on the agenda, but we will touch on that. And I'm thinking that it needs its own segment. So... It certainly does. We'll we'll touch on that at the end. And it should be a quick segment. Nice uh, nice 60 seconds there, Hamo. Absolutely agree. I'm uh, all out of hate after this week, bro. To Mate, honest, I, I completely loved your 40 seconds out of the 60. I really, 30, I really enjoyed it. Seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, um, when I had this ball, because I thought that he took Devin Booker's all-star spot when he um, I thought, what the hell? Would, why the hell would they give this idiot an all-star spot ahead of Devin Booker? Granted, I probably didn't watch enough OKC games because now that I get to the absolute pleasure of watching Chris Paul play basketball for the Phoenix Suns every day, the man is a genius. Yeah, man. Absolutely up there with the greatest point guards. And the Phoenix Suns have had some phenomenal point guards. Some of the best. But Chris Paul is right up there with the best. Any uh, any additional feedback you'd like to give Hamo for his thirty seconds with Hamo? You, you mean Nate to give Hamo feedback, or would yeah, Hamo yeah, like no. to give himself yeah, feedback? I said, 
Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, you can do it. Yeah. Yeah, I can do it. Cool. Yeah, no, look, I believe CP3 hadn't found the team with the same attitude as him. So in he was he was pissed off in Clippers because nobody else had that dog attitude like him. He got to Houston and nobody had the dog attitude because Harden was taking all the shots. He goes to OKC and he's thinking, great, uh, fine, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my thing where I commit everything to this team and the outcome. And the the young dogs, like I, I feel like he got a taste of people wanted to learn from him, but they didn't have the same attitude. But the whole reason he came here is Booker. And Booker's got that same dog attitude. And I think he's feeding off Booker. So you were saying you were like, I thought he took Booker's spot. I feel like he came here and he fueled Booker's dog attitude and he is feeding in return off Booker. So I think it's a little a little circle. It might even be a daisy chain. It might even be a square <laughs> circle. But you there's a little circle. <laughs> I, I thought I'm going to milk this because I can't use this twice in uh, a season. So I'm going to use it all. <laughs> so it's a little circle <laughs> of uh, no, motivation. I, I, spot on, mate. I, I, I think that uh, both of you hit the nail on the head. And reality is that I was pissed at CP3 when he was at OKC. When he made the all-star team last year, was not pissed. Um, the guy is an absolute... I mean, they call him the point god. He is the point god. Yeah, man. He's as good as what I saw with KJ. He's as good as what I saw with Jason Kidd. He's as good as what I saw with Steve Nash. Um, reality is, it's probably better. So now we'll move into the multi. Um, finally, last week, we finally fucking won a multi. It has been a long, long time. Therefore, Hamo, you're responsible for the multis every week from now because you're the only winner. And I'm very happy to do so, sir. Now, I'm pretty happy to just keep rolling out the standard, which is what we did last week, um, or most of the multis and pick one of the games and roll the standard out. But does anybody have anything different they feel we should throw into the multi? Yes, Gav. Might I make a suggestion? You absolutely may. Maybe we simplify our approach to the start of the season. So last season, we were a little gun-ho. We just started the pod. We were really excited that the uh, fan page and the Facebook group got past 400. And we're like, oh, let's get a multi on. And there were, there were 12 and 14 and 16 leg multis. And we're sitting there going, oh, it doesn't matter what you put on it. This is not coming in. <laughs> now, I think Hamo was a much uh, better approach where it was, a, it was a conservative multi and it had a, a, a what, it was a seven to one fold return. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was five leg multi men. We had uh, Bridges for two plus three pointers. Um, he got he made two of four. We had eight for eight plus uh, rebounds. He had fifteen, which is just mind blowing. Uh, CP three for eight plus assists, who had fourteen as well. Just crazy. Booker for twenty plus points, and he ended up with twenty two. And we had the Suns for the win and. 115 to 105. Can't argue with that. Simple. To answer your question, sorry, man, we had $10 on it and it came in at, uh, I may have odd boosted it. I can't remember. Um, but we got it at $7.38. So that was a $7, seven $73.80 uh, win for, this, for the good guys. Look, if we, can win, if we can win $73 a week over the course of the season, we are one third of the way for everyone to fly to America and watch. To cover to cover mine and Boyd's bloody drink bill when we get together. You guys haven't met me, have you? <laughs> <laughs> but that that $73.80, we did take $10 out of that. And we, we put it on a very similar bet for the Blazers game. Yeah, um, which was dumb as dog shit. Yeah, apparently it was something I was talking about. Yeah, it wasn't. Something to do with 19 points constitutes a difference between an L and a W. I don't understand those type of statistics, but uh, yeah, that that kind of ruined us. That's all right. I think um, I think I, I do agree. I, to be honest, um, I've actually written down here as part of my notes that we stick to the standard every week. So we're talking Suns win. Just pick the game that we're going to bet on. 
So oh, sunscreen, okay. eight oh, well, around well, eight boards, all that kind else, of stuff. Are you thinking something else, Well, I, 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 I was going to think how I bet. So how oh, I bet is always the not the head-to-head, but I pick the game and I pick the margin. So I always pick the 1 to 10 or the 11 plus. Which will, um, which will give us more value. And exactly. do that, yeah. All right, yeah. So what game are we looking to do in that this week? Well, I think we all had the consensus that the Sacramento game probably wouldn't be as easy as a lot of people might have thought. So strength of schedule is definitely on the Cleveland game. It's the tougher game, but the strength of schedule says there's Cleveland should be knackered. But you said one to ten Cleveland. Yeah, that, that wasn't based on Cleveland, that was based on us. Yeah. So we're talking a one to ten margin for the Cleveland game. I'm not saying listen to me. I'm saying that's my <laughs> argument. It's hard not no, to, I'm right. saying that's my argument because you all said we shouldn't agree on everything. So I'm just saying you just oh, edit oh, out all the I negative responses, and then it's just Nate being right for 48 minutes. <laughs> if Boyd was on here, he'd slap us. You have no soul. Boyd would slap us and tell us to bet on the Celtics. Um, <laughs> Okay, so our multi's going to be standard, those same numbers that you had, Hamo. Yep. And I think that we look at... All right, so Nate's saying the Cleveland game. Yep. I am voting... I am voting 11... I am voting 11 plus for Cleveland. But both of you dumbasses said 1 to 10. I shall consider both options before the game starts. The ball is in your literal court. That's it. So Hamo will confirm what our uh, multi is when we get to the Cleveland game on Sunday, uh, pre 1pm. Yep, we'll put that on. Our next segment, of course, uh, I don't know. We oh, gamble responsibly. Out, between the three of us, cannot work out. If anybody answered the question last week, <laughs> we're going to keep rolling the question out. I know the YouTube page is maybe a bit harder, so let's do it on the oh, Facebook. Well, I've only recently adopted the management of our new uh, YouTube channel that well, at least we now own, but I haven't oh, figured out how to read all the comments yet, no. so I'm sorry. And if we've even got comments. So let's let's <laughs> back to the Facebook page. When we post this, put your answer in. Um, apparently, I've gone too hard on this one, but it's really fucking easy. Oh, once again, I completely misread the question, so it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I had ring, ring of honour in my head for some reason. Who was the first Phoenix Suns player inducted into the Naismith Hall of Fame? Comments, Facebook page, do it. Let's go. Engage. All right. We are at the end of our standard agenda, but we do have to address something else here. And I know that you've all been waiting for it. And the reason I've left it to the end is because we want you fuckers to listen. Uh, Robert Sava. Obviously, there is a story coming out. It's slated to come out this week, um, released by ESPN. We've all heard what the story is supposed to contain. Um, we've all seen the responses from the Phoenix Suns. I think the biggest thing for me is that... Um, most of the people that they're quoting in this article at the moment are former sacked employees of the Phoenix Suns, which doesn't add a hell of a lot of credibility. But reality is this is a massive story for the team, for the franchise, for the town. Um, Nate, I'll let you open it up, mate. Mate, I'm going to dance very carefully on this, and I don't dance carefully very often. I'm fairly liberal with my language and my opinions. Um, look, I've, I've worked in organisations where this stuff flying around. Um, every time there's an accusation, there's always a defence. More times than not, the defence has a lot of leeway. At the end of the day, all we've heard is that somebody's reported a story is coming. Part of that report is there was 50 employees that were interviewed that gave evidence. I mean, you know, five years ago, we probably wouldn't have this conversation. Um, today, we're having this conversation. 
So I'm not saying that the the movement towards uh, a different culture in this sort of acceptance of behaviour is wrong. I'm just saying I'm uh, I'm cut from an old school cloth where it's uh, water off a duck's back. Um, but I understand if you you listen to some of the the comments that you have to take it seriously. Um, I would like to just say one thing. Uh, why is it guilty until proven innocent? That has never been the case. Now, me and Boyd, even though he isn't here to defend Sava, have agreed that we both want to give this guy the benefit of the doubt in every situation prior to this announcement. So we've defended him in the past. And look, I'm not going to change my, um, my, my stance now just because apparently there's a story of a story that might involve some accusations of people that no longer work for the organization. While I don't want to discount again, the credibility of what some people will put through. Some people are more sensitive than others. Some people do take things seriously, whereas some of us might shun it. Um, I'm going to quote Devin Booker. When he was asked uh, his, uh, his opinion on this when it was first announced, it was going to be a story of a story. Uh, he said, something has to come out for first before I comment on it. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Fair call. Am I? That's, that is a, a very good call. Um, you know, maybe we're giving this a bit too much time than what it's worth um, for what it is at the moment. Um, it's very tread lightly kind of territory. Um, I'm probably going to make a Dennis Rodman out of myself if I continue. So I'm just going to innocent till proven guilty. Gav, what's your personal opinion, mate? Uh, that you want to share? Mentally, I've always waited until I've heard facts about a story, the information that surround a story. I want to get as much information as I can before I make a judgment. And I've done that in my work life. I've done that in my personal life. Um, I am very, very anti-rumour. Um, mongering story spreading as far as i'm concerned it's it's too easy it's too easy for people to spread rumors and spread information um if if there are elements of the story that are true that have been filtered out it doesn't look good for robert Sava. but reality is that none of us at the moment are in a position to make an assessment on whether or not this guy is guilty or not guilty. Absolutely. 100%. So, back to where your statement first started, Gav. Um, and I, I am going to keep going back to quote Dave King because why not? We all listen to Solar Panel. His last pod, they made a statement about um, it looking like a witch hunt. I didn't yeah. want to lead with this because I wanted to lead with my honest opinion of the hearsay. But when you want to go back and retrospectively look at it, when they were talking about the hearsay being Dallas Mavericks didn't get the team removed from Cuban on one factor. Um, the, the Sterling got it removed for quite an obvious factor. Um, and and it, extremely proven factors. Exactly. Like, uh, there was, he, he was, there was a no, puppet. Yes, but the, the, the circumstances alone, if there was one individual thing that was presented to the Board of Governors to say this person is being forced to sell the team, it's not going to be, as was pointed out in the solar panel, a single comment about racism, a single um, thing of sexual harassment, a single thing of something else. Therefore, for that statement to be made, there has to be an accumulation of insults. Yep. And while it's all still hearsay, why are they all coming out at the same time? So I tend to agree with the theory that it is a witch hunt in the fact that it all came out at the same time, which means one person has to be constructing the information, holding the information until such time as other information makes it more implorable. 
yeah, my biggest my biggest concern about the whole thing is the major people who have been quoted or at least uh, released or revealed as sources are that credentialed. Ryan McDonough. Um, these guys got sacked. Um, it's that makes it very very hard to in any situation to sit there and go the story has a heck of a lot of truth to it and look three years ago I was not a fan of Robert's Harbour at all in the slightest I would have promoted anything for that guy to sell the team but at the end of the day it seems like the Phoenix Suns have made the NBA finals talked about again they're now known about again and all of a sudden this stuff's coming out so for me i just want to see what's released i'll have a look at it if they have the evidence like they did sterling robert sarver's got no legs to stand on but i just feel like there's a significant gap there that we're not going to see that evidence it is all going to be hearsay and single-minded comments from individuals. Wayne so that's, a, that's probably about as um, far as we can go on this until we see reports or see evidence on that. But look, as a group, we thought it was important for us to touch on it. So we did. Um, see what comes out of the wash in the next couple of weeks. But the important thing is that we flogged the shit out of Sacramento and Cleveland this week. Yep. And please, anyone listening, just remember that it's it's very hard for people to approach a subject like this and really hope that we haven't offended anybody by it. Um, but if, if we have, please let us know. We've tried to be as impartial and respective of all sides of it as possible. No, well said. Well said. Gents, it's been a pleasure again. Um, we're... Only a week away from our next pod. Um, only two games this week, which is disappointing for all of us who love to watch Suns basketball. But um, let's hope that next time we're speaking, we're actually sitting at, what will we be, three and three? But next time we're talking and um, hopefully we'll have more information on everything that is active and open in Suns world. Thank you, mate. Sounds good, mate. Um, look, everyone, check out our Facebook page. Um, once again, we've got the group chat as well. If you want to be in that, just let us know in any comments on the any of the posts in the page. We'll, uh, we'll get you added to that. Like, share, and subscribe the video, people. It's not that hard. I put up one video the other day on my own account, and it's sitting at 140-something views, which is ridiculous because I don't think any of our pods have even come close to that. I've so never like, watched anything you <laughs> <laughs> Probably why you're still a happy man. <laughs> but no, no, seriously, guys, get into it. Like, share, subscribe. It broadens our scope. It helps us bring you guys more information, you know, more more people to come in and bring an opinion in. So, yeah, get on it. No, I absolutely agree. That's uh, That was my final comments, but thanks very much. I said, like, subscribe, share it with your friends. Get it out there. Um, this year, we have had people outside of the Phoenix Sun circle started to watch the pods, um, started to listen to the pods. They're very impressed with the content that we do. And reality is we're doing this um, for our Phoenix Suns Aussie fans. And if you guys aren't the ones that are watching it, well, we're kind of not achieving what we want to achieve. So make sure they're watching it, sharing it, liking it, doing everything that we want you to do. We will see you all again next Monday. Um, two more games to go this week and we will touch on everything else. Thank you very much, folks. See you guys. To quote Rove McManus, say hi to your mum for me. <laughs> As Chris Paul gets in, another wide open three. Pierre Cardin. The first of Booker for the long range jumper. P-H-O-E-N-I-X. Phoenix Suns and you know we up next. Yeah, yeah we working for
for that championship ring We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing P-H-O-E-N-I-X Phoenix Suns and you know we up next Yeah, we working for that championship ring We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing Chris Paul bring a dinner with the dish D-Book on the corner with the swish We the valley, hating with the dunk